Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1664. Hit or miss? And why health positivity needs to be the new trend. Both by Sam Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, welcome to another middle of the week Wednesday edition of Optimal Health Daily. Remember, this is just one of a bunch of podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself. Except on Fridays. On this show, that's where I answer your questions. Now to check out our other shows, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. Now it is the middle of the week and like I do every Wednesday, I wanna share a little bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, Life is not merely to be alive, but to be well. Marcus Valerius Marshall. Now today, I have two posts that I'm gonna read to you. I do this when each of the articles is a bit on the shorter side. I wanna be sure that you get your full daily dose of this podcast. So let's get right to today's two posts and start optimizing your life. Hit or Miss by Sam Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. Hit or high-intensity interval training is a popular and well-known method of training. However, due to its popularity, the term has become pretty diluted and most trainers or insta professionals flog their workouts as high-intensity training workouts or HIT workouts. So what is it exactly? HIT is a form of interval training. Interval training is a mode of training that involves selective work and rest periods, originally designed to train different energy systems. Essentially, interval training is a manipulation of time. HIT involves working at short periods of high intensity, followed by longer periods of rest. Sounds obvious, but the reason that the work periods are short in this type of high intensity interval training, think less than 30 seconds, is due to the fact that you simply can't, or shouldn't be able to, sustain that high work rate for an extended period of time. That's the point of high-intensity interval training. If you're following a HIT workout that doesn't have your heart rate soaring for the work period, then it's probably not high-intensity interval training. When online training my clients, I make sure that the work required for the HIT component of a workout is communicated clearly. Using HIT. Unless you're training for performance, you're probably not using HIT to train specific energy systems. You're most likely using it as a quick and effective way to get fit and burn fat while maintaining muscle mass, which is fine. As part of a supportive diet, 
high-intensity interval training can definitely help you achieve those things if you use it correctly. I prefer to add in short 10-minute bouts of high-intensity interval training at the end of workouts with clients. EPOC busted? Let's quickly touch on EPOC. EPOC stands for Exercise Post-Oxygen Consumption. EPOC has been touted as a big reason why HIT is so effective and is constantly given as the underlying reason to its widespread use. EPOC is the amount of oxygen required to restore your body to its normal resting level of metabolic function, basically getting your body back to homeostasis. Essentially, when you work out, you achieve an oxygen debt, which results in the continuous burning of calories after your workout is finished to repay that debt. The theory with high-intensity interval training is that EPOC is higher due to the intense nature of the workouts. Therefore, you continue to burn more calories afterwards. However, research seems to indicate that EPOC levels can vary greatly between individuals and are pretty much the same with high-intensity interval training and steady-state cardio. The true power of high-intensity interval training. The power of HIT lies in the fact that it is extremely time-efficient, especially in an age where no one seems to have any time. However, if your 20-minute HIT workout isn't actually a high-intensity interval training workout, then it's just a short workout. All HIT is a type of interval training. Not all interval training is HIT. If you, like most other people, are using high-intensity interval training as a time-efficient way to work out, and you'd rather do a 20-minute high-intensity workout than a longer run, then make sure that those 20 minutes are effective. Basic high-intensity interval training examples. If you want a great HIIT workout, here are some suggestions. 15 seconds of sprints, followed by 45 seconds of rest. Repeat this pattern 10 times. Or, if you have access to a row machine, 20 seconds of fast rowing, followed by 40 seconds of rest. Repeat this pattern 10 times. Or if you prefer kettlebell workouts, remember, you can substitute a dumbbell here as well, 30 seconds of kettlebell swings, followed by 60 seconds of rest. Repeat this pattern 10 times. It's probably not high-intensity interval training checklist. Are you smiling the whole time? Yes? Well, then it's probably not high-intensity interval training. Are your movements slow? Yes? then it's probably not high-intensity interval training. Is your heart rate below 80% of your max? Yes? Then it's probably not high-intensity interval training. Why Health Positivity Needs to be the New Trend by Sam Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk It's taken a while but we're finally breaking the boundaries on what society has told us is attractive and desirable. Body positivity is at an all-time high, and more and more, we're seeing normal everyday people being represented in magazines, on TV, on social media, and through other channels. Normalizing body image has come a long way in the last 10 years, and there's no doubt that we're realigning our expectations with reality. However, there's a thin line between promoting a positive image and a healthy image. There should be no universal standard for beauty. But should there be a universal standard for health? What the stats say. According to the World Health Organization, obesity is a worldwide epidemic that's more common globally 
than undernutrition. In fact, the World Health Organization states that worldwide, there are 2 billion adults with overweight and 650 million with obesity. Yet, our focus over the past decade has been on creating positivity towards our image, even if that image is an unhealthy one. An emphasis on body positivity may result in ignorance of the health implications that come with carrying too much weight. The NHS states that being obese increases your risk of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, coronary heart disease, stroke, several types of cancer, reduced fertility, liver, and kidney disease. Obesity may also lower life expectancy by an average of 3 up to 10 years. Big can definitely be beautiful, and big can definitely be happy, but it may not be healthy. Healthy and happy are different. The pendulum may be starting to swing too far in favor of promoting obesity as if it's a healthy image just because we've realized you can be big and be happy. It may be approaching the norm to carry extra weight in society today, but that doesn't mean it needs to be celebrated. Once again, it may be a happy image and it may be a beautiful image, but it may not be the healthiest image. We need to get into the habit of separating these concepts. Happiness is such a fundamental part of life, and we need to promote what makes you happy. So I'm not arguing that you shouldn't promote your happiness and see the beauty in all shapes and sizes. I'm saying there may be a fundamental difference between these things and being healthy. When we blatantly ignore health implications, we may be demonstrating a lack of responsibility to those who aren't as informed. For example, the USA has an astonishing obesity rate of 40%, whereas the United Kingdom is sitting further down the table at number 11 with 26%. So we may need to be careful about shifting the message that carrying extra weight is okay so long as you're happy. Final thoughts. Body positivity in society is a double-edged sword. By all means, love yourself and be happy in your own skin. There's nothing more important for your own mental health and sense of worth. However, in a society where obesity is classified as an epidemic, we may need to be careful to refocus our attention on being positive about our health as opposed to only thinking about body positivity. What we may need to be doing is taking our levels of physical activity more seriously and making sure that everyone knows the value of good nutrition. You just listened to the posts titled Hit or Miss and Why Health Positivity Needs to Be the New Trend both by Sam Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Because it sounded quite controversial, I'll focus on the second post here. There is a health at every size movement. Health at every size places less of a focus on body weight, but instead on adopting healthy lifestyle habits like intuitive eating and regular physical activity. Now here's an example of what that could mean. Say a person's healthcare professional says, based on their height and weight, the patient's ideal body weight is 150 pounds, but their current body weight is actually 175 pounds. This means they're 25 pounds over this ideal. But what if, even though they're 25 pounds over their ideal body weight, their cholesterol levels look great, their heart seems to be in good shape, they don't have mobility issues. Basically, their overall quality of life is great. They eat nutritious meals, they're regularly active. Then, maybe they don't need to be at their ideal body weight. In fact, some studies have found that these ideal body weight and body mass index or BMI standards aren't accurate for everyone. So just because an individual's BMI categorizes them as overweight or obese may not mean that this is actually the case. Now, there may be others that are over their ideal body weight and experience the opposite. Their labs are abnormal. Their heart isn't in great shape. They have mobility issues and so on. So in order to truly get a picture of the person's body weight and whether they're at an ideal body weight, we would want to look at other factors, like their body fat percentage, where on the body they tend to hold on to that weight, how's their overall quality of life. For example, we know that holding weight around the belly button is more dangerous than holding weight around the hips. So what Sam was saying in the second post I read was, rather than making assumptions, Really, it's best to get personalized guidance from your healthcare provider. Then they can tell you whether it might be advisable to lose five or 10 or more pounds or whether your current body weight, even though you may be above your ideal, is perfectly acceptable. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber of the show. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.